0: On this episode of Talking Schmidt, I'm joined by the Iceman, Jared Karkov, as we discuss currently coaching high school sports and how he believes he's going to take our Fantasy Baseball League without any competition. And my brother Cody will join us for a new segment to end the show. I have all that and more coming up next. Well, we finally made it to episode fifteen of Talking Schmidt, and I'm in the Schmidt House Studios. I haven't been saying that for the past few weeks, so I have to bring that back up and make that clear. Schmidt House Studios on the phone with me. Uh, he's making his second ever appearance on the show, and I feel like he might have a little bit of a vendetta out for me, which we'll talk about a little bit later because he, you know, he should be making more guest appearances. Uh, it's one of my very good friends, the Ice Man, uh, Jared Karkuff, uh You know, I apologize for not having you on sooner.
1: No, it's okay. You know, I'm just used to being a reliever, so I'm in many games, so this uh, starting rotation is not doing good for me.
0: (laughs) Which is, I mean, there's a funny story behind that, that if you know Jared, um, he is a very good relief pitcher, um, and he has been, in his life, thrown into a starting role and uh, that was not uh, something that we all kind of thought was going to happen, but you made the best of it. I mean, honestly, you did. So Jared, we uh, we have uh, I know right now you're out there coaching at the high school level. Um, one of the things that are going on a lot of a lot of places are starting to look at your coaching high school football. They're starting to look at maybe postponing those high school football seasons. Uh, what's it like down in Georgia right now? What are you guys doing? Have you seen any type of hiccup? Uh, in this preseason, if you will.
1: Uh, We've we've been doing uh, notepads and stuff like that. So we are on track. It's kind of crazy. Um, We get 50 to a group, but only so many coaches can be in a group. So we do two different groups. So it's been tough getting on the same page with coaches not being there. But as far as the season, they say we're supposed to be on track.
0: It's got to be a relief, too, to actually be able, because I know you said when we talked earlier on um, uh, the last time you were on, you were talking a little bit about the fact that you guys were having to do a lot of like Zoom um, and things like that with your with your players and your positions. So has it has it just been a little bit of relief to actually be able to kind of sit down and, and have, you know, your actual players in front of you and be able to say, like, okay here's how you should be doing this.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, also from a human standpoint, we need the human <laughs> interaction. So it's been awesome because, I mean, we're in this job as kids, And so not being around the kids is not what we're in. The and, uh, so that's been the biggest thing is just kind of being around and trying to help them through life and football at the same time. So it, it, it's it been good just to be out there, but it is frustrating that it's, it's not completely wide open, but totally understand it.
0: So how much, I guess, like you said, not all the position coaches are still being able to kind of be there at the same time. And you guys are literally, uh, you're, you're making sure that you guys are, you know, limiting how much you guys are around each other. You know, do you guys, obviously as a coaching staff, what is kind of, you know, are you, are you still reaching out to those other coaches? And You're like, hey, here's what we did today. You know, do they come in and say like, here's what we did? Are you guys back and forth like that? Or how are you guys kind of communicating with, you know, what you guys have been doing?
1: Yeah, we're definitely still communicating. We have a Zoom meeting still every Friday uh, to kind of plan. We'll talk about that week and plan the next week. So uh, Coach is doing a really good job of not kind of overdoing everything and letting us have like a normal life, but also getting enough done to where we are on the same page. Uh, but we would love to be together and be able to each other at the same
0: time. When are you guys projected to start your season? When's like the the first date that you guys you know, should be doing, I guess, uh, what would be a jamboree? What would be that date or week one of the season, if you will?
1: Um, I believe it's the uh, second week of August would be that uh, scrimmage slash jamboree, and uh, then that third week we were supposed to play in Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium, and I highly doubt that's going to happen, so... Um, yeah, we don't know if we'll still do the scrimmages, but I mean, like I said, as of now, they got us on track, so
0: we'll see. Not having those like summer scrimmages, cause I know that that's kind of a big part of football. Um, you know, especially at the high school level, you know, you, you get a chance to scrimmage another, you know, another team, um, you know, a, early, you know, whether it's in, you know, late July or before the season even gets really started, and uh, I know there's a lot of states, uh, I don't know if Georgia's the same, but, you know, a lot of states that are just very much like, hey, you can't participate with other teams, are you guys having to see that as well? Um, is that kind of affecting, uh, you know, getting your guys out there and getting them excited for the season?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's not great, but we um, are not against our own county, we can't travel outside of it. So but luckily for us, it's a really good competition in our county. But we're definitely missing, missing spring already, and been missing summer as well. So we're really um we're having a cram in these last thirty days.
0: Yeah, I can I, I can see that as a very kind of frustrating feeling to just kind of you know be sitting there and not knowing what the future might hold for you and not knowing, you know, if your team's going to be ready for week one, you know, you talked about your county having a lot of, uh, you know, talent in the area and you want to be able to step out week one. And, you know, when you take on your rivals, you want to be able to be, you know, getting out there and going. But I guess the one thing that could be kind of, you know, hang your hat on is the fact that you know that they're not getting the same type of preparation either. They're having to go through kind of the same thing that you guys are.
1: Exactly, and that's kind of what we're trying to uh, tell ourselves and the kids that, like, we aren't behind because everybody else is on the same page. Like, we feel super behind because normally we would be, but everybody else is able to do the same thing. Obviously, football is not everything, so we've kind of let everybody see the big picture, and like it's going to be okay. We still get to have fun and play football.
0: Absolutely, Jared. Well, I think we're gonna take our first break in the show here. Uh, when we come back, if for those of you who don't know, Jared is actually the reigning Pros versus Joe's football champion, our fantasy football league, and now he is looking to take a new crown as the Talking Schmidt Fantasy Baseball champion. I'm gonna have his thoughts on that when we come back after the break what's going on everyone thank you so much for joining me this far into the podcast don't forget you guys can subscribe to this podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, or on google play and you can leave ratings and reviews along the way as well and don't forget on social media at underscore talking schmidt on twitter and on facebook at talking schmidt podcast all right let's get back to the action Well, everyone, welcome back to segment two of episode fifteen. I'm joined on the phone by the Cuff, the Iceman, Jared Carkuff. Jared, um, as I mentioned, this might be your time to pick a vendetta here with me Uh, with this new Talking Schmidt uh, fantasy baseball league. You know, I want some good rivalries in here, and there are a few. So, I need to know: Do you think that there's a a rival that you're going to have this season? Or are you ready to call your shot and say you're ready to take the crown without any issues?
1: Oh, no, there's not going to be any issues at all. When I decided to finally take it serious in that fantasy football, look how easy that was to win. <laughs> so uh, I think I'll be able to take it. I don't even think there's any pros. It's all just.
0: This is true, actually. You are the, uh, I had, I was trying. Now, I'm not going to call him out here. I was trying my best to get another former minor league baseball player Who's been a, a guest of this show? And he uh he was not uh, he said he, he was already in a baseball league and he really didn't even want to be in that one, so I couldn't pull him in here. So right now you are the only real pro that we have in this league. Well, I got all
1: the insider info too that I will not share unless you pay me half.
0: Now here's a here's a new tick to this. Here's something that I was trying to aim for. And I really want to do, I think it'd be a really cool touch to it. Um, I would like to, at the end of the week, I'm going to have, uh, at the start of the week, I'm going to have a showdown, if you will, um, of two, two teams that, you know, could be a good one. We'll talk about, we'll talk to those two, you know, team owners um, on that Tuesday podcast. And then on Sundays, I want to, I have MLB The Show. I'm going to put the lineups on there. I will FaceTime people, and I think we're going to do a six-inning game on the show. Between those two lineups, yeah. what do you think of that? I love that. Just going to be simulated. We'll put it on Twitch. You guys can talk trash to each other while you guys are watching it. I, I think it's a different touch and unique touch. You know, when I do these fantasy leagues, it's always some sort of unique touch. I try to make something every year. You know, in football, I always try to make something different. Um, I, I want to make this first season because who? I mean, it's it's hard to do 160 games. And still be like super interested in it ne- for like next year mm-hmm. if that's what we do. But I feel like for Definitely. sixty, we have to have some sort of extra pop and flair. And I think that's probably the best lineup or the best uh, the best way I can pull this in there. But I would like to say right now, I think you and I are going to have a good rivalry because I feel like on the Joe side, because I'm going to put myself on the Joe side, I'm going to try and put all the guys who played either high school baseball or as you know, as you did, play in the minors, in one category, call you guys the legends. And on this other side, man, we're going to be a bunch of uh, just spectators, if you will. And I feel like that interleague rivalry between you and I is going to be the top one.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I believe it. I mean, you always have the little guys that think they're your rivals, but <laughs> you got to let them believe that uh, so you can kind of have a competitive game because it gets boring winning all the time.
0: Did you just little brother me on my own podcast? I did. I, I, I mean, I guess I, I have to take this here. Um, Jared, there's there's going to be a lot of guys who, I mean, at least there's one other guy I know of that uh, kind of plays fantasy baseball, and he's done it for the past few seasons. He feels like he is an expert. Um, I have a little bit of faith in him. Uh, he was on the podcast with me last week. But um, from what I'm hearing from you, this is pretty much yours pretty much to win but also yours to lose at this point as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I haven't decided yet if I'm going to go the uh, the route of just flexing on y'all and doing only people I played with uh, or taking it real serious and just dominating. Wow.
0: You played with some pretty big names, though, too, so <laughs> that's actually not a bad idea, <laughs> honestly. That's what I'm
1: saying. I, I think I could do it and be okay, and at the same time, I would get the flex on you wow uh, and remind you every week that these are my teammate, also even though i'm still at home but i would still feel cool
0: i really feel all that matters i really feel that i i wish i could have got reed to do this i i think that the rivalry that you and reed harper could have with guys that you played against or played you know played on the same team with that could be pretty dangerous
1: yeah I think Harper would definitely beat me on that. He played a little bit longer, and uh was a lot better than me so <laughs> but we're talking about fantasy right here so i i can I can talk crap
0: that's that's true exactly that that's how this works man um Reed, I'm excited to, or, I'm not Reed, I, I, I wish we had Reed here with you. Jared, I'm sorry about I that. But
1: that was Reed.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> nobody likes me. Jared, you're one of my favorite human beings on this earth, man. You know that. Um <laughs> uh if we if we had opportunity here, I, I just kind of feel uh with what we have, man, we have one spot open. I'm looking to fill that before obviously we have a little bit of time here. We're we'll we drafting the next few weeks here. Um I am excited. If you if you had the number one overall pick in this uh in this fantasy draft, who would who do you think you would take in that spot?
1: So I'm gonna go with uh the unlikely choice and pick Boba
0: Alright.
1: Just kidding that was a flick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no clue That I mean trout seems the way to go.
0: All right. I like that. Um any any chance of you trying to get Vlad Guerrero Jr.? Oh, he'll definitely
1: be on the team. Okay. You gotta get those bombs in there.
0: That's right. That's what that's what I was thinking. And how how many games did you actually get a chance to play with him when you were in the minors?
1: Yeah, I played with him in Lansing a little bit, but I went all the way up with Bo. Uh, gotcha.
0: Vlad was
1: always a step ahead of us until I got out of there. <laughs> and then Bo went up with him.
0: Well, Jared, uh, I'm excited to see what you're going to bring to the table, um, whether you draft guys that you've played uh, on the same team with or if you take this extremely serious, as you mentioned. Um, I'm excited to see what you put together, Jared. Uh, again, apologies again for calling your read in the middle of it. Um, like I said, I think it would be a great rivalry if, you, if we had it going on, but maybe, maybe I'll just sneak somebody into that final spot that you can have good rivalry with. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's good. And also, I'm completely fine with being Reed Harper, so
0: don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll let him know that for certain. All right, Jared, man, it's been great getting a chance to talk to you. I hope you have a great uh, great season upcoming. I look forward to talking to you again. We look forward to talking to you about the season. As I mentioned, we'll have some of the showdowns with you. Um, I'd love to see uh, what team you kind of compile and see if we can get a pretty good uh, matchup going and, and then maybe a virtual matchup um, as well. As always, don't be a stranger to the show. I know technically I booked the show, but you know, if you if you have a feeling that you want to jump on, you just you just let me know, man. If you're on a hot streak and you're like, why haven't I been on the show? Let me know, man.
1: Yeah, and again, get me on that relieve rotation. But I really appreciate you having me.
0: Awesome, man. You take care. Uh tell the wife I said hello. Uh and you guys uh keep preparing for that little one to come along, man.
1: Uh we are, definitely.
0: Awesome. We're ready. Well, we are hitting our final break of the show. When we come back, we're going to have more. We're going to be talking about Patrick Mahomes signing a very, very, very long and awesome deal for the Kansas City Chiefs. We have more on that coming up after the break. Well, welcome back to the final segment of Talking Schmidt. Normally, it's our Schmidt break. Uh, I'm going to give Justin the night off here, and I'm going to bring in someone who has um, been, I guess, kind of neglected on the podcast, but somebody who's very close to me. Um, he's known me since the day I was born. I'm bringing in my big brother here because uh, I have to be proud of him here. Uh, Cody, just uh, hes he's graduating from law school. He's put a lot of hard work in, and so a segment that he had brought up Um, that I kind of wanted to do was to talk about, like, dumb people around the world. Uh, It sounds kind of mean, but we're going to call the segment Dumb Schmidt, um, and then we're going to tie this into sports. I promise you that. But, Cody, welcome to the podcast. For the first time, episode 15, it took you that long to get on, man.
2: Well, thank you for having me, Ethan, and good evening, Schmidt Heads. I'm glad to finally, after 15 episodes, be on Talking Schmidt.
0: Now, you did have one dumb Schmidt moment though, you gotta admit this, when we very first started this, I did two episodes and you told Justin you had no idea what the name of the podcast was.
2: <laughs> that, that that is sort of inaccurate. Justin and I were uh doing uh we were working together one day and he said, Your brother should really do a podcast called Talking Schmidt. I'm like, that's brilliant, Justin. I, you, you came up with it. This is a great idea. I text you and you go, Yeah.
0: Uh, that's my podcast. Yeah, I had already had <laughs> two episodes. My,
2: that was my dumb moment.
0: Yes, it was. But I have two stories here, um, and believe it or not, neither story comes from Florida. Most people would be like, oh, it must be a Florida story, but it is not. Um, I'm going to let you decide here which one you think is the dumber, the dumbest Schmidt here out of these two stories, or dumber Schmidt, I guess, since it's two. Um, my first one for you comes from Augusta, Maine, where the police department posted on their social media back in February. It was actually a lawnmower, riding lawnmower, that had been pulled over. Um, the operator of that vehicle was driving under the influence. So that's our first dumb schmidt. What do you think of that one to start off with?
2: It sounds like someone is a big fan of the the late, great George Jones, of the possum there. But, yeah, that that's pretty dumb. Um, you know, chances are it sounds like this individual probably – was, without knowing much more about the story, probably wasn't able to drive a, a normal vehicle on the road. Uh, and so they went, They opted to take the riding mower down to the gas station to get their fixed. So that,
0: that's pretty dumb. Here's the worst part about it. Uh, there is a picture of it, and it's Maine in February. So there's no grass. So he's driving a riding lawnmower on snowy, icy roads um, where you couldn't see green um, probably for miles. Like the closest green to uh this I guess road would probably be I would probably say at that point somewhere in like maybe like southern Virginia at that point with all those states <laughs> up there. So uh that's kind of a that's my first dumb schmidt for you. The second one, uh police in Germany say they had an easy time tracking down a petty theft. He forgot his own son. At the scene of the crime, police said the 29 year old suspect ran off with $5.65 worth of goods he was trying to steal and it triggered an alarm at a supermarket checkout. Police said the man's eight year old son was left behind and so the culprit was quickly identified. Um, What do you think about him?
2: That's a terrible accomplice right there. You know, clearly that eight year old son, you know, what a rat. And uh, that, that was, you know, once again, more Dumb Schmidt. It probably could be by somebody named Schmidt, you know, with oh, it being true. out of Germany. Uh, I don't know. I, I still got to go with our boy on the riding bar and, you know, you know, the snow and the ice. You know, not not even a really good cover story. You know, so I I think we have to give it to our boy here, uh, you know, and probably listen to one too many George Jones songs. What if,
0: What if I tell you one last piece on the German man? Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. He fell during the escape and ended up most of the day in the hospital.
2: Oh, man. Talking about adding insult to injury. And then, of course, when the mom gets involved, that's going to be even worse. You know, it's a it, bad, bad day for him.
0: You still going with the guy in Maine? I,
2: I still got to go with Maine. Okay. I got to go with our boy on the ride in the snow.
0: All right. Well, if you're listening to this, make sure you give us your thoughts. Is the guy from Maine? Who's the bigger dumb schmidt of the day? The, the guy riding the lawnmower who was under the influence in Maine, or our guy in Germany who left his 8-year-old son at his petty scene of the petty theft that he had. Now, we're going to tie this into sports, I promise, because some people who are not being dumb schmitz right now are, in my opinion, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs just signed a 10-year deal with Patrick Mahomes. Um, and, and when I look at this, I have to say this, this guy has only started two full seasons, and really not even two full seasons because he did miss uh, at least two games during the regular season in 2019 with his knee injury. But Patrick Mahomes has just been an absolute fire starter in the NFL. Um, when you look at his two la- his last two seasons in 2018, uh, over 5,000 yards, throwing 50 touchdowns. Last season, 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns. Um, he has an MVP to boot there. And, uh, he's a first team, all pro, um, just a, a phenomenal athlete in Patrick Mahomes. And in my opinion, and, and Cody, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but the Kansas city chiefs, uh, they have found their guy and, uh, I think they're going to roll with him for a very, very long time.
2: Absolutely not. Dumb Schmidt. Patrick Mahomes is the, you know, he's the quarterback of the future. And I don't I don't say that lightly. You know I've been critical of franchises that have really given these massive deals to young quarterbacks. The difference is Patrick Mahomes has proved himself. And you know you mentioned the stats and the stats are absolutely incredible. He's almost done for ten thousand yards, over seventy touchdowns, a quarterback rating of over one hundred and eight. Completion uh, percentage around sixty six percent, and he's only twenty four years old with a Super Bowl MVP and a yeah. league MVP. Right, it's absolutely incredible what he's been able to do, and will you know, barring any catastrophic injury, will continue to do. And I don't, you know, stats are one thing. You know, stats are you know they're fun, they're measurable for us. But you know, I've always been a fan of the immeasurables about the the heart and the soul of a player. And as much as it pains me to say this, I witnessed him do what a lot of quarterbacks of his, you know, age are unable to do. And that's rise above adversity. And I watched it this last Super Bowl as he was able to snatch victory from my 49ers. And, you know, a very painstakingly brutal last two minutes of the fourth quarter when I thought we had it wrapped up and we were able to beat this, you know, this Wendikand. He's able to go out there and just show a poise and a tenacity that I I don't see in guys that age. Um, He truly, a lot of guys get really frustrated and they fold. He does it. He improvises, he adapts, and he overcomes. And that's what we witnessed in the Super Bowl. That's what we witnessed. We almost witnessed the season before in that AFC championship game against the Patriots. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just goes out there and he finds a way to put his team in the best possible position to win every single game. And so it's absolutely not Dumb Schmidt. Yeah, you know, I really think that the Chiefs, you know, made the right call with this. They locked down, you know, arguably what I, you know, could possibly be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And, you know, Tom will obviously tell us this. But you know, another interesting stat, yeah, you know, he threw for five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns. The only other player to do that was Peyton. And it took Peyton, you know, almost his entire career to be able to get to that point. And you know, Pat Mahomes does it in of his third season. So you know, absolutely a, a great move by the Chiefs. And I think, you know, we we haven't we've still have yet to see the best that Patton Holmes has to offer.
0: I absolutely agree with that. I, I mean, as you mentioned, he was uh, the league MVP in 2018. That was his first year actually starting. Uh, and that was the first year that he was an actual 16-game starter. Before that, he had played one game. And he became, I believe, at that time, and it was a crazy stat, he was the first time... Uh, that a quarterback that was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs in the first round had won a game um, since, I believe, Blackledge that was there. So, I mean, that was like wow. the 80s that that yeah, happened.
2: And Todd Blackledge was part of that great quarterback draft class in the 80s.
0: So, I mean, you, you think of what he was able to do in just that first season. Um, that he accomplished what he was able to accomplish. And then last season, you know, having the knee injury. And one of the things that I think I like most about Patrick Mahomes is that, you know, a lot of times people will talk about quarter— we'll talk about NFL players, and, that, and, you know, you don't always know if, like, their heart is completely into what they're doing because they're making millions of dollars. I don't see this changing who Patrick Mahomes is. This guy likes to win. This is a guy that reminds you when he was— uh, He's such a competitor that when the team was playing pickup basketball, Andy Reid had to tell him he couldn't play because they couldn't lose him. Like this is how big of a competitor. Mahomes wanted to play pickup basketball with the team to be a part of the team, and he was getting so competitive that Andy Reid was like, no, you can't do this. Like we need you to play football. And so for me, like I look at a guy like Pat Mahomes and – you know, it's one of those. Uh, you know, you know, where have all the where have all the heroes gone? I feel like Patrick Mahomes is ushering in a new era of guys that you can really look at in the NFL and be like, I like this guy. I want to get behind him 110, percent and I want I want to have that guy as as my role model um, when it comes to you know. And, and I think you know, you mentioned a guy like Peyton Manning. You know, and he's a guy that's really never had any controversy around him. Um, You know, you know, a guy like Tom Brady has, um, you know, even Favre later on in his career. But, you know, at that time, you know, when we watched Favre early on, it reminds me a lot of that because Mahomes is a guy who just he wants to go out there. He wants to have fun. He wants to win. He wants to play the game. Um, and he's going to give everything he's got. I mean, you look at i mean how bad they were losing to the Texans and then come back and win. You mentioned the Super Bowl, the same concept. How many guys can literally say in three of the biggest games of their careers they trailed and still came back to win, including the, uh, the Super Bowl? I mean, this guy is, is the top guy. Oh yeah. It, 10 years, really? 10 years might seem crazy to some people, but when you look at what this guy's been able to do in just the first 2 and knowing the life and longevity of an NFL quarterback, uh, I mean, like you said, it's not dumb Schmidt. These guys are sitting here saying we have found our future, and it, barring no major injury, this guy is the face of the NFL for the next decade.
2: It's the most important position on the field. You know, the game has evolved to where the quarterback is you know not only on the field your most important position, but off the field as well. As you mentioned, his community involvement, his ability to really connect to Kansas City, the the fan base, and his team, and also the NFL. With all the, everything that's been going on with the league over the last couple of seasons, having someone like a Pat Mahomes at the front, at the helm, is is huge. It's important because I think he is a guy that kids can look up to. Much like you know, you as a you know young man looking up to Brett Favre, you know myself looking up to like a Joe Montana, you know a guy that just you know physically gifted, very talented, obviously, but more importantly, his heart is probably greater than any of his actual you know physical gifts, talents, you know his will to win, his spirit, you know of you know competition and the camaraderie he shares with his teammates. Those things are so important. And we you know, you tended to not see out of certain players over the last few years. Yeah, you know, I think that's the other big thing that you keyed in on with Pat Mahomes is that he's a team guy. Yeah. You know, even though number fifteen is gonna sell a lot of jerseys, he's gonna sell a lot of merchandise, he's gonna put a lot of people in the stands, he is very much a team player. And I think he cares a lot about that team. He has a lot of respect for Andy Reid and the organization. So yeah, you know, I'd heard a story. I'm not sure how true it is, but apparently him and his girlfriend were eating dinner at a restaurant in Kansas City. And he kind of told everybody, hey, if you just kind of let us eat beef, then I'll just you know, buy everybody dinner. And, you know, the Kansas City fans kind of let, let him be and he kind of you know, bought everybody's dinner in the place. He was very respectful. So you know, it's good to hear stuff like that. You know, guys that, you know, I think he's very cognizant and aware of his stardom. I think it helps that his dad was a you know an all-star in the major leagues yeah so he's kind of grew a lot like how Peyton did he kind of grew up in this environment so he might be a little bit more adept to how it works than others but uh i, I think he does definitely have a humble spirit and um for Kansas City ten years is you know probably not long enough you know he, I can you know, definitely could see him being there ten more years
0: yeah yeah absolutely I can't uh, Kansas City's just a win and if you if you're the Chicago Bears this is what makes me happy about saying all of this Chicago Bears you drafted <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky that year shame yep. shame that's dumb schmidt right there that, that the biggest dumb, dumb schmidt shit. is the Chicago Bears um and it couldn't happen to a better franchise and organization oh, it, um
2: it, you know to benefit the 49ers you know we were definitely not going to draft Mitch Trubisky and they gave us a pick and uh, I I love that they did that dumb schmidt
0: <laughs> looking at the other quarterbacks that have been drafted around him and, and and looking back the year before, 2016, Jared Goff has been to the Super Bowl, and he lost that one to the Patriots. Carson Wentz was drafted the year before, and we all know the Eagles did win a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz technically has a ring, but he didn't play in that game. It was Nick Foles. Um, other than that, the only other quarterback that looks like he might be somewhat on track with that, if you will, is a guy like Lamar Jackson, who is a reigning MVP and um, has the opportunity to kind Kind of, you know, if the Ravens have the season that I think, you know, they want to have, there's a possibility we could see uh, Lamar Jackson kind of following Patrick Mahomes' suit where you win the MVP one year losing the playoffs the next year and come back to win a Super Bowl you know the, the following year so um, Lamar Jackson at right now might be the only quarterback and of course the you know the field still out on, on the oh, guys yeah. that are you know obviously being drafted this year and even the 2019 guys but other than Lamar Jackson I just don't see anybody being that Patrick Mahomes esque player uh, I know Josh Allen uh, guys like Deshaun Watson are kind of in that conversation as well but still just not the level of talent that a guy like Mahomes is um, Lamar Mar Jackson, as I mentioned, has the possibility of doing that same concept, where he could win the MVP uh, in a season where he lost in the playoffs, and then ends up, you know, coming back the next year. And the Ravens are a team that I would say would be poised to be a team that could be back on a deep run, um, especially not not really having that strength in that conference. Um, you know, even with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger, I still say that the Ravens are the top team to beat in the AFC North. So um, again. You know, like I said, this has been a great thing. And if you look at Patrick Mahomes against some of the greats, uh, and I think recently two of the greatest of all times that you know kind of go back and forth on who might be your one and two of greatest of all time, a guy like Peyton Manning, um, he won his first MVP at in two thousand and three. He won his second in two thousand and four. Drafted in ninety eight, so it took a few years to even get into that mode. And on top of that, really looking at Peyton, he didn't win the Super Bowl until two thousand and six, which was nine seasons in. Manning. Um, So you look at how long it took Manning. And then, of course, with Tom Brady, technically his first Super Bowl victory, he wasn't a starter for that season. It was actually Drew Bledsoe. So, I mean, really, Patrick Mahomes is doing something that you can honestly say we have probably never seen in our lifetime. And when I say probably, I mean in our lifetime, we have never seen someone step in and be what Patrick Mahomes has been to the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Absolutely. I mean, Manning, Brady, um, Mahomes is definitely, I'd say, physically more gifted. Yeah, I definitely think from just pure raw talent perspective, Patrick Mahomes is far. You know, just help the ball he throws. I mean, it's like a missile. I mean, you you go back to maybe a guy like Warren Moon was throwing, you know, throwing footballs like that. And uh, you know, certainly if Warren Moon had been able to play in the NFL as a starting quarterback for as long. As he played, you know, in Canada first, you know, statistically, he'd probably be further up there, too. Um, but cerebrally, and with the, the, the football IQ, Patrick Mahomes is definitely up there. For like I say definitely with Peyton. It's definitely with like a Tom Brady. You know, with an Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron Rodgers is pretty, you know, the ability to move around and move the pocket and the scramble, I think, is, is physically gifted as well. With the younger guys coming up, Lamar Jackson, he definitely has a physical intangible. He's got a great coach in John Harbaugh. The Ravens, I think, are close, and I think he's starting to get it. I don't know if he's 10-year, $450 million yet, but certainly, like you said, if the Ravens go 15-1, they're able to beat the Chiefs and win a Super Bowl in the process this season. And I think you, you know, Patrick Mahomes has definitely made the market great for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely put... Yeah, you know, if anybody else, the, every quarterback in the league right now, especially the younger guys, should be like, "Thank you, Pat Mahomes, for what you've been able to do." Uh, Deshaun Watson, another name that I mentioned. I think Houston really has to decide what kind of team they're going to be. I, I believe Watson has the capabilities to be in that discussion more, but the Texans haven't done a great job in you know protecting them. You know, you have to, that's the other great thing, you know, we, we don't you know, talk about the, the hogs up front very much, but, you know, Andy Reid, an offensive lineman at heart, you know, that, that Chiefs offensive line is still It's pretty solid. You know, it took on some of the best defensive fronts you could throw at it. You know, you look at Tennessee's defense, you look at San Francisco's defense, you know, Houston's defense. These are some really good defensive fronts that uh, the Chiefs were able to protect Pat Mahomes. Of course, he was able to move around. Move the pocket and you know, use his athleticism as well. So, you know, Houston has to be able to do more for Deshaun Watson if he's going to be able to be in that discussion. So, you know, I think when it's all said and done, you know, Pat Mahomes will definitely be in the discussion with guys like Peyton, with guys like Tom. That ability to just adapt, you know, reminds me, of, you know, you look at like John L.A. and Joe Montana, how. Those guys were so clutch, and they could just come back and almost, in a way, will their teams to victory. And I think Pat has that in on him. It goes back to what we said earlier. He's a team guy. You know, he truly cares about his, his teammates. He likes to play pickup games of basketball with them. He likes to spend time with them. And you know, football is you know ultimately the greatest team sport. And uh, there's no other sport, I believe, that is as good at shaping and molding and you know really building. People to be, you know, good teammates and work together and to you know, achieve the common goal together.
0: I'm thinking back and I'm trying to research it here. Um, I believe it was it was either an ESPN magazine cover or it could have been Sports Illustrated, um, where they it was early 2000s or mid 2000s when they took like the best of every quarterback and like Peyton Manning's mime, Brett Favre's arm, Steve McNair's legs. Um, you know, Tom Brady's, like, torso. Um, do you remember that magazine cover? Do you remember that back in the day?
2: I I do remember one from, you know, years and years ago. And uh, probably just from, like, I remember one from, like, the mid-'90s. I think it was maybe sporting news. Maybe it's what I, it I still have it. Because uh, it did take, like, all the different attributes from all the quarterbacks and, uh, you know, kind of try to create the perfect quarterback, essentially, is what they were going for.
0: I think we finally have that. I honestly yeah. do. I, I think that's what we've seen with Mahomes, you know, just what he's been able to do. I think finally they've they've predicted the future. We finally had that type of quarterback, and it just happens to be a guy like Pat Mahomes. Absolutely.
2: And I, I'm excited, you know, even as long as we're not playing the 49ers, I'm excited to see what he does going forward.
0: Absolutely. Well, man, it's been absolutely awesome to get a chance to talk with you. I'm glad you finally got a chance to get on to the episode um, and on to uh, the show. Uh, I know it's taken, it's been a long journey for you here. I, I had to apologize to Jared in the last segment because I hadn't had him on in a while. And then I gave a, I had a faux pas and I actually called him uh, Reed instead of Jared. And so, you know, we, had, we were Ooh. trying to, we were trying to build a rivalry and I, and I messed up. So that was my Dumb Schmidt moment um, right. of this podcast.
2: You got you. You got to get after that competitor. You know the Reed is the ultimate competitor, and you know maybe you know dropping his name in there will kind of be, you know stir him up and get that competition going.
0: Reed, if you're listening to it, man, we're just all here to try and see if we can get you know one of the greatest of all times to. uh, join this little, you know, measly little Talking Schmidt uh, fantasy baseball league. So we'll see what happens. But I appreciate you joining man. For all of you guys who've been listening, thank you so much for joining me uh, on this episode of Talking Schmidt. Don't forget, we're going to be back on Thursday. We hope that you join us again on that day. Thanks so much for listening.